<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, before we start our Tuesday show, let's talk about our Amazon link at bobseska.com. Whether you're shopping for supplies to get you through the pandemic or if you're buying music by one of our excellent indie bands, don't forget to use our Amazon link just beneath the logo at bobseska.com. Our special link will take you to the front page of amazon.com where you can go shopping until you're dropping and by doing so through our link, we receive a teeny tiny commission on some of your purchases. Thanks for shopping through our Amazon link. And now let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. I am going to end this once and for all. You can't. He must stand trial. He has control of the Senate and the courts. He's too dangerous to be left alive. I'm too weak. Oh, don't kill me. Please. It's not the Jedi way. He must live. Please don't. I need him. Hello, Seska. You're looking radiantly maternal. The Bob Seska Show. You know, I'm the uh, I'm the biggest Star Wars fan of the world, but that scene always makes me laugh. It's not supposed to, but it does. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, April 14, 2020, and this is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. The greatest soap ever. Hi, what's up? My name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi. Day 1,181 of the Trump crisis. 204 days until the 2020 presidential election. Oh, God. Look, it's Buzz Burbank. Hi, Buzz. How you doing? Hey, hey, hey. Hi, Bob. Hi, everybody. You know, I always like to introduce us. So uh, he's Bob. I'm Buzz. And we have total authority to reopen this podcast. <laughs> Exciting day on the show today. Uh, We're going to, new technology, we're very excited about. We're going to be taking your temperature through your earbuds. We'll have, the, we'll have the results by the end of the show. That's right. We're, luck, we're lucky. Well, Bob, how was your Easter? My Easter was great, even though I don't celebrate Easter, but still, I had a nice day. How about you? Yeah, well, it was quiet. You know, it was yeah. a nice little Easter here. Uh, a little different, of course, during the lockdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, at my house, we had uh, ham, uh, sweet potatoes, uh, green beans, and our six imaginary friends. <laughs> 
One of them is named Dolores. Uh, some, some good news. Uh, British Prime Minister Boris Johnson yeah. uh, is out of the hospital uh, recovering from his bout with the virus. Mm-hmm. Uh, sadly, however, doctors were not able to resuscitate his hair. So we can't. It is what it is. You're going to waste a ventilator on his hair, my God. See if you can follow me on this. Uh, I ask your indulgence here. I, I know I know it's been, what, nearly 40 years now since this happened, but I, I'm wondering if Ozzy Osbourne now regrets biting the head off that bat. <laughs> this is an Ozzy. Rocky Mountain Mike. Store out of its toilet paper. <laughs> that time you went there, said you're gonna run out of it soon. And shit, I think the closest place that has it is on the moon. Shit! I did. I got some yesterday. Rocky Mountain Mike. I don't know if you know this or not. I have absolutely see a lot of people don't know this. He used to be with the Beatles. (laughs) He did. Strangely enough, yeah. Yeah. Oh man. So uh, you okay, Boomer? How's it going? How's it going (laughs) down there? uh, Miraculously, somehow I am surviving, uh, thriving, and uh, uh, doing well here in Florida. Staying safe. uh, What for three weeks now, at least? (laughs) Yeah. Inside my house. Right. You know, I I haven't. I haven't left my house anyway since like 2016. So I don't (laughs) really. Notice a difference. Yeah, I think the last time Kimberly and I were actually outside was the day we moved into this place. That's how socially isolated we've been all this time. But well, we've been busy. We've been yeah. busy, right? There's plenty to keep track of. That's right. Well, you know what? Yesterday was. Uh, it started out as a great day, and I'll tell you why. I watched mm-hmm. that Joe Biden Bernie Sanders live chat, and yes. suddenly I'm reminded. Oh, that's what leadership looks like. That's how actual leaders mm-hmm. behave. And it was mm-hmm. an amazingly refreshing, uh, I don't know, however long they did it, an uh, hour, 45 minutes, five, something like that. Five yeah. minutes. Five, 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 five minutes, minute, was it? Five minute video, yeah. <laughs> was it, it seems, really only five it, minutes? Don't be making fun of their age, Bob. It was five minutes. <laughs> oh, I say, I, I, mean, I know it seemed longer to you, but it was five minutes, okay? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. They, at the end, they, they were talking about playing chess, and Bernie Sanders was wise <laughs> enough to go, uh, I mean, we could do it, but uh, it would be boring to watch. Yeah, <laughs> that's, so, that's so Larry David of him. That's right. Well, I would absolutely take watching uh, Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders play chess for like five hours over watching the disaster that was the Trump show yesterday. But I mean, yeah, the, the and, whole reason it was such a disaster is because he Donald Trump can't share the spotlight with those two guys. He needs to no, one-up them, right? I think you've hit on something there. Absolutely. Uh, there were two things that Trump was really steamed about before mm-hmm. his head exploded on national television yesterday. 
And the first one was that New York Times uh, essay with 5,500 words yeah. on uh, the inside sort of history of Trump policy or lack thereof mm-hmm. throughout this crisis and what what actually did occur. He was really steamed about that. Yeah. And then before he could even walk in for his daily TV show, he finds out that, that Bernie and is now backing Biden. Uh, this this threw Trump completely. It had to have because he was counting. And I really want to stress this point. He was counting on the division of Democrats uh, to allow him to win re-election. Oh, he, yeah. thought, he thought pitting those two guys against each other was his best shot. Bernie, thank goodness, uh, was smart enough, of course, to realize that too. And and so he he did what he did the right thing. He did what needed to be done, and he he did it enthusiastically and urged his followers to do the same. We know that fifteen percent of them won't do it, but but that's one of the things that made Trump so crazy in this news conference yesterday yeah, yeah. is that the thing he was really counting on, besides the economy, which is already lost, mm-hmm. the thing he was really counting on to get reelected was the division between Sanders. And and, and Biden supporters. Uh, quickly, parenthetically, fifteen uh, percent of uh, Sanders supporters are not going to vote for Biden, and we just have to accept that. Yeah. But but eighty five percent of them will. Right. And 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 that's uh, a wonderful uh, thing. And seeing the party unite this way, except for that fifteen percent, is a wonderful thing. And that fifteen percent, by the way, I don't know whether or not we can entirely write them off as being just fringy and extricating themselves from the actual serious political debate in this country. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. they've got to be somewhere in the same nether world, the nether regions as a uh, as the Red Hats. I mean, they're yes. they're oh, kind of yeah. self-marginalizing, which is just such a yes. horrible idea. I mean, we saw it all over the place yesterday. In fact, people were joking about it. It's like, I don't know, those Bernie bros are really going to hate Bernie now. I mean, that was like the the, the automatic <laughs> joke that everyone was tweeting about as this live chat yeah. was going on for, what was it, uh, an hour and a half, two hours, Buzz, three? <laughs> five, I'm not sure. five it was five minutes, Bob. I, I know they're old, but it's it's five minutes. I hadn't intended to make a joke about the length of the thing, but I'm I'm glad we went there anyway. Uh, but yeah, super refreshing. I mean, just a huge breath of fresh yes. air in the midst of this ongoing cataclysm that we're all experiencing. I mean, the entire world in real time, but mainly here in the United States. I mean, I, I'm envious of other countries that have. Real yeah. leadership guiding the, uh, yeah, the ship of state and, and all of this, and, 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 and we just don't have it. And judging from yesterday, we can have that kind of leadership again. We've yeah. certainly had it before. Yeah. Uh, if for those willing to see it, and I, I, the phrase, uh, the saying, there is none so blind as he who will not see, has really right. stuck in my head because there is that percentage of of uh, Sanders supporters, but moreover, uh, the MAGA cult uh, that just will not, under any circumstances, despite the evidence laid before them, ever change their minds. No. Uh, and I, it, it's indelibly clear to me now that they will never change their minds. Uh, but, uh, I mean, and this is what we're, we're up against uh, this November. But if, for those who can see or who are willing to see, we saw a wonderful contrast yesterday of what calm leadership looks like. Yeah. When we saw Biden and Sanders and what a maniac looks like in comparison, (laughs) that was an important reminder for those whose eyes were open enough to see both. Sadly, so many were not. Well, in two days in a row, we've been treated to excellent leadership because once again, uh, Barack Obama stepped out today. Yes. Not necessarily piggybacking off of uh, Bernie Sanders yesterday, but it was like a one-two punch. Bernie Sanders yesterday, Barack Obama today. 
endorsing Joe Biden. Obama! Right, of course he had to step out and say something at this point. And, and again, it's not just about the endorsement. It's about just seeing a real leader and how a real president actually behaves in public. You know, I mean, there's always this right. perception that politicians are lying bastards. And there's certainly a baseline mm. of, you know, bending the truth here and there, shaving the oh, yeah. corners off yeah. of the always. truth. Always. Always and forever. But no one's turned it into a, quite the art form as Donald Trump. But yesterday, Jesus, uh-huh. God, yesterday, I got to bring up this music because this... All right. This is especially important now <laughs> because he declared himself, I know we got ahead of ourselves here. He declared himself a uh, totalitarian dictator yesterday. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you mind? Is it okay? Is, it, is, it, is that all right? <laughs> yeah, all right. He, uh, but I mean, just starting out, I knew as soon as I saw that Biden-Bernie thing yesterday, I uh-huh. knew that the... Uh, Trump show would be especially nuts. And of course, he was cocaine angry yesterday. I mean, (laughs) in fact, I saw a tweet that said, cocaine is like, oh my God, this guy's nuts. So he's like even nuttier than cocaine. I mean, he was really like one one beat away from ranting like a paranoid, coked up maniac about, I, I about, like, a, about the Diaz brothers or something like that. I was I expecting did. like a Tony Montana thing. I, I once did a morning show with uh, cocaine anger. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> I know, I know who you're talking like. about. Uh, no, you don't. Oh, no. Maybe, <laughs> you you don't. really don't. <laughs> <laughs> he was uh, unhinged from yes. the very start, came out yelling whatever they, whatever meds he's on. I mean, there's an ongoing debate yeah. in terms of whatever drugs yes, there he's is. using. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But whatever it was, he tripled the dose yesterday because it was uh, <laughs> just way, way beyond what we've seen ever before. And I've seen a lot of... Trump public appearances and so on. Yep. Yesterday, I didn't think anything could top the CPAC speech from, what was it, 2019, uh, more than a year ago. I didn't think anything could top that one because that was okay. two and a half hours of stream of conscious madness that he was right. delivering in front of a CPAC audience. Yesterday was kind of that guy again. And right out of the shoot, not only was he screaming at the press corps, but right out of the shoot, he starts airing this up on the big screens. He starts showing this obvious campaign propaganda video right? that apparently Dan Scavino put together in about two hours. you got to tell. It was a rush job. Dan but, Scavino, whose salary is paid for by the taxpayers, whose yes. equipment paid for by the taxpayers, uh, and it was played in a room that belongs to the taxpayers right. uh, and, and presented from a presidential forum. Uh, that is, uh, in fact, a clear violation of campaign finance laws. Exactly. And I'm so glad that Jonathan and Carl, John Carl, went there and began uh-huh. questioning Trump about that. And I don't think Trump quite knew exactly where right. John Carl was going because he was just so blah, he was so blitzed on whatever he was taking. <laughs> I don't think he understood that what what the video yeah. represented was a campaign video that was made in the White House, which was a campaign, as you said, a campaign finance uh, a violation. So the main thing that happened yesterday in this uh I, you know, I really wanted the Biden-Bernie thing to be the main news story, the big headline getter of uh, yesterday's news cycle. 
And as we said, Donald Trump had to top it. He had to do this thing, well, which is to, to... He had to try. Yeah, he, he, he's, he's, he's an attention whore. He had to try. But I'm not sure he succeeded. I mean, on one level, yes, he did uh, succeed. Uh, Maybe bigger headlines for this than for the Biden thing. But yeah. don't underestimate how widespread that news was yesterday and yeah. how important it was. Uh, what Trump did in the afternoon, I don't think in any way diminishes, and as you just pointed out, perhaps enhanced what uh, Biden and Bernie did in the morning. Well, he declared himself to be a totalitarian dictator. Yes, he declared yeah. himself to have total power, which he reiterated uh-huh. on several occasions. Mike Pence reiterated it using the word plenary, And it was a clever use of the word plenary because I think they all recognize, I think certainly Mike Pence recognized, I don't know if Donald Trump even knows the definition of the word plenary, but I think Mike Pence at least recognized that the fanboys won't know what plenary means. It means absolute, but he threw that out there to try to pull one over so that all of the alleged, and this is one of the things that was burning me up as I was watching this thing. Not only was the president declaring himself to be a dictator on live television across all the networks, but on top of that, uh, all of the Trump fanboys watching this thing are going, oh yeah, this yes, is great. Yeah. The small government, states' rights, conservatives who still support this mad uh-huh. king are just, uh-huh. hey, great, he's a dictator, wonderful, this is awesome. And see, that means they don't care about uh-huh. small government, states' rights, blah, right. blah, blah. All yeah. they care about is as long as the dictator is their dictator, that's fine with them. They're cool well, with yeah. gigantic government as long as it's their guy behind the wheel. As long right. as, yeah, as, as, they, long as they, he's Captain Bly. They don't think of him as a dictator. Yeah. Uh, we can say that all we like, uh, but uh, again, that falls on their deaf ears. Right. Uh, again, there's no changing their minds, and, and I may regret this on some level later, but uh, fuck them. Who cares? <laughs> Uh, they are Fuck they em. they are a minority. Yeah, uh, they are a loud, annoying minority. And yeah, we're gonna have to deal with them after the election's over, to be sure. But uh, they are going to be a government minority, I think, before long. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's uh, I I know all the risks here, and I know the danger of making a, a prediction like that, but. I'm going to make that prediction, and I, I just don't think that we have to worry about By the way, something really happened that really amused me, and I thought it would amuse you too. He said something yesterday about, let me see if I can pull it up here, about five years. You've worried about him wanting to be president for life. Uh, here, here we go. A, okay. quote from yes, yeah, a quote from yesterday. He's, he's reversed his position on that, Bob. Listen. Right. Uh, he said, everything I did was right. The story in the New York Times is a total fake. It's a fake newspaper, and they write fake stories, and someday... Hopefully, in five years when I'm not here, those papers are all going out of business because nobody's going to read them. Wait a minute. Stop. Stop the presses. <laughs> yeah. he, he just said, in five years when I'm not here. So, I, you know, first of all, he's not going to make he barely clear five months here. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, yeah. I don't think he's going to make five uh, additional years. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I thought it was interesting that this is one time that he didn't say, eh, maybe I'll stick around. Uh, right, right, right. Yeah. And that's his ongoing joke. Maybe five years, maybe 16 years. He loves that right. one video, the gif right. of, you know, all of the different signposts for each year. And he's on it like till 2056 when Donald Trump will be 208. The whole point of him 
declaring himself to have absolute power here is to not only assert his authority over the states, but to continue to keep himself out of prison. The presidency, (laughs) once again, the presidency is the only thing keeping him from being indicted for numerous crimes, including the ones he was impeached for. No one knows that better than Donald Trump. So that's the entire motivation. It is his shield and his sword. I imagine Putin, you mentioned Putin, I imagine Putin admires Trump for taking this stance. But here's something interesting, a little known fact that you won't hear anywhere else, and that is that uh, Vladimir Putin has uh, publicly told his people that uh, his government was not prepared for this pandemic. Interesting. Here we have the leader of Russia who lies about everything, admitting to his people that he wasn't ready to handle this. Contrast that to Trump, who says, I made no mistakes. I did everything right. Boy, that's staggering. I had no idea Putin did that. Yeah. I think it's this. I think Putin is smarter. I think Putin knew that the right thing to do would be, in this case, in this case, to protect himself, not to lie about something for a change. Right. right. Uh, uh, This is to sort of maintain his credibility, to maybe even boost his credibility, Uh, whereas Trump has done just the opposite of that, much to Putin's delight. And to be clear, I want to make sure By the way- by the way, is a new cocktail I've invented called Putin's, <laughs> Putin's Delight. Delight. <laughs> well, just to be on the record about all of this, to make sure we have secured this quote into uh-huh. the uh, the actual proceedings on the show here, Donald Trump said point blank yesterday, and we've got uh-huh. the audio. I'm not going to play the audio, but we have it anyway. Not even Tiny Trump, because we we have requests. I, I know we had a request for Tiny <laughs> Trump. Mike, here's my concern: was something that's this historic. My concern is that using Tiny Trump to deliver the actual words will obscure the words because it's sometimes yeah, difficult to understand what Tiny Trump is saying because it, it was a little it teeny tiny voice. I'm just going to leave that's him. Why, that's, why, that's why people are willing to tolerate it. <laughs> I'm going to leave him in his cigar box for now. But All he, right. Donald All Trump right. said yesterday, when somebody is president of the United States, the authority is total. Total. And that's the way it's going to be. It's total. So, yeah. So, that's, by definition, declaring himself to be a totalitarian yes. ruler. I mean, yeah. by use of the word total, that he did pretty specify, much seals it. Yeah. He, he did specify on this matter, but uh, bear in mind, he said before that Article 2 of the Constitution tells him he can do anything he wants. That's so right. This is very much in that vein. And again, half of this is reason to be frightened. The other half should be written off as bluster. Right, right. Well, this is about the unitary executive theory. This is something that has been boiling under the surface with Republican leadership for quite some time now. We heard it popularized by Dick Cheney during the uh, Bush-Cheney years about how the uh, you know president has absolute authority over all other branches of government and they'll use some sort of weird twisted constitutional interpretation to justify this authority even though it really doesn't exist this is fantasy land stuff here this is again illustrating that basic contradiction in modern and i underscore modern conservative orthodoxy the small government states rights people want to grab absolute power at the top of the heap at the executive level and they will stop at nothing until they actually do and it's amazing that uh the musical chairs thing has uh, has allowed donald trump I mean, of all people, I mean, I can't get past the idea that the guy declaring this is Donald Trump, the cartoon character from New York City. That, I mean, for decades, Buzz, weren't we? We're all yeah. looking at, you know, on the tabloids and seeing 
this ridiculous, weird-haired, clown-faced moron in New York City. The best way I can describe him is either a clown or a cartoon character. And this guy is the guy to sit down in that last chair that has the label on the back that says, totalitarian dictator. This is the guy they've landed on to be Uh that guy, to be that dictator. Donald Trump, however... He doesn't understand any of it. In fact, he keeps blurting out things like, well, it's about federalism. It's about constitution. He keeps saying those things. Well, he, doesn't under- looking- he doesn't understand what federalism even means. No, no. He's just grappling for a defense yeah. here. And and I don't think necessarily reflects the intellect of of even the Republican Party that that now bears his his likeness. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't know that it was ever the goal of Republicans to be uh, or to have a totalitarian government. I know that they have always been obsessed with control at any cost, at any, uh, you know, willing to break any rule or any law or any courtesy to achieve that uh, total control. I just don't think they ever thought of it in terms of totalitarianism. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, I don't think that Trump is thinking, gee, I'd like to be in a, a totalitarian. I don't, I don't think he's necessarily thinking that. He just wants that, again, that total control. And now the danger, of course, of all of this is totalitarianism. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, so, you know, I, I mean, just for the record, I, I don't know that that was totalitarianism was the conscious objective of of this uh, rest total control of government uh, by any means. I, I, I think that's really yeah. been the goal. And they, I don't even think they realized what they were doing uh, in the course of doing that other than being obsessed with winning. Well, make no mistake, not every Republican supports the unitary executive theory. This is a, true, something that true, was popularized true. by Dick Cheney and the people who are disciples of Dick Cheney, but now Donald Trump, who is... All about co-opting other people's ideas. And in fact, deliberately right. just ripping them off. In fact, his entire business model for the Trump organization is to take someone else's building that someone else designed and built, uh-huh. and then Donald uh-huh. Trump sticks his name onto it. Yeah, you know, he's, right. he's got to stick his taint on everything. And in this case, he's taking Dick Cheney's unitary executive theory and sticking his taint right on it. I mean, that's yeah. entirely about it. And he doesn't fully understand what it even means. And right. I, sometimes I don't agree with uh, Stephen Colbert, who joked about this last night on uh, on the Late uh-huh. Show, about how Donald Trump is too much of a coward to actually act upon his totalitarian tendencies. He can say right. that he's a totalitarian. He said he has absolute power, total power to do this, but when it comes to actually acting upon it, I don't think he's got the guts. I don't think he's got, I mean. Or the brains. Or the brains to actually know how to apply this, how to use it. Uh, Because it takes a little bit more savvy, a little bit more uh, more delicate maneuvering in order to be able to worm his way in like that. Colbert was talking about uh, the struggle between Trump to reopen the country and uh, with governors who were Mm -hmm. wanted to be more cautious and and careful and wise about that. And uh, Colbert said, you didn't have the balls to shut the country down, yeah. so you have no authority to start it back up. Uh, so much to talk about on this front. So much analysis. Really? Yeah. 
I have virtually set my keyboard afire uh, b- by writing, I think, in the last day and a half what I would normally write over the course of two days. I still have another half day of writing to go. So, uh, you know, pack a lunch for my next newscast. <laughs> it's kind of amazing. Every time, uh, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, beginning of oh Thursday rolls around, I'm always getting, like, texts from you saying, I'm on page 40,000, Bob. <laughs> yeah. Wow, God. Yeah, I know. Nobody just check here. It's uh, currently... <laughs> Uh, 4,832 words, and I'm just getting started. Uh, So you're right, Bob. There is much to discuss. That's right. Buzz Burbank News and Comment, (laughs) buzzburbank.com, also realmnetwork.com, and everywhere you get your podcasts every damn Thursday. Okay, now's the time, speaking of independent media, independent press, now's the time to support independent media. You might notice there aren't as many commercials on the show these days. Well, that's because did, of everything I, that's collapsing around did, us. Did I hear crickets? <laughs> I, thought, I thought I did. <laughs> anyway. So, but now, I mean, here's the best way to support this show. Not only do you want to support our sponsors, not only do you want to use the Amazon link to do all your shopping at Amazon, just go to our Patreon page and subscribe to our bonus content. That is the best way to support this show. Go to bobseskashow.com and pitch in with as little as $1 per month. But if you sign up for $5 or more, you're going to get all kinds kinds of exclusive bonus content, including the Postmortem Show. And if you sign up for $10 per month, you'll get our Friday After Party podcast where Kimberly Johnson and I talk about politics, pop culture, sexuality, our personal lives. Plus, you'll join... Imaginary friends. (laughs) Imaginary friends. Yes, Dolores, Kimberly, and Kimberly. Big big Kimberly, little Kimberly, and Dolores. (laughs) You really should go back and listen to that show, even if you have to subscribe. You know what I mean? Uh, plus, you'll join one of the fastest-growing communities of podcast listeners around. That's bobseskashow.com, or just click the all-caps Patreon link beneath the logo at bobseska.com. Thank you. The Bob Seska Show. I raise my head and see your face. Then lightning strikes and we can't run. Your breath is short and my heart begins to race. Could this be it? Is this the one? I've waited so long to feel this alive. I dream that tonight you will be by my side. There's just one love to win and I know that this is it. Yeah, there's just one love, it's true. And I know it's me and you, one love. As a bitter elegance. One Love to Win, brand new single from their uh, latest album, Hiding in the Spotlight. I love this group so much. BobSeska.com. What's that? Kind of has that hit hit music quality to it. This this sounds like a charter. Yeah, anything that you would hear in the top 40 right now, I think this would fit in perfectly with all of that. I like it. Uh, BobSeska.com slash music if you want to submit your band's music, your recordings. So, and then this morning, this was the uh, the end cap to the, the crazy uh, Trump show from yesterday. He tweeted this. He said, tell the Democrat governors that Mutiny on the Bounty was one of my all-time favorite movies. <laughs> you'd think... You'd he, think he, he'd say he, he'd say something else after the tell the Democrat governor's he, part. <laughs> he identified with Humphrey Bogart's part in that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And that's a, that's a crazy thing. Well, no, you're, I think you're thinking of the Kane Mutant. Oh, Kane Mutant. I always get those two confused. Yeah, me yeah, too. But, and in fact, that's what I first thought. I was like, oh, the right. Kane Mutiny, because, yeah, Humphrey Bogart's character did this crazy paranoid rant while sitting on the uh, I, witness stand. And I like them both. Kane Mutiny is my favorite because of the whole strawberry speech. But That's right. Uh, I like any story about a mutiny. I think 
and honestly and, and quite soberly, I'll tell you that uh, I think we came very close to one on the USS Roosevelt. Yeah, uh, in maybe. The midst, in, in the midst of the Navy's failure to respond to the coronavirus crisis on that ship. So Trump said, tell the Democrat governors. By the way, yesterday uh-huh. he said Democrat is the proper use of the term. He made, to under- he made sure to underscore yeah. that their ridiculous little agitprop nickname for the Democratic Party the uh-huh. Democrat Party, which is incorrect. Uh-huh. The name of the party is the Democratic Party, and members of that party are Democrats, but it's not called the Democrat Party. Anyway, no. so he said, tell uh-huh. the Democrat governors that Mutiny on the Bounty was one of my all-time favorite movies. A good old-fashioned mutiny every now and then is an exciting and invigorating thing to watch, especially mm-hmm. when the mutineers need so much from the captain too easy exclamation mark he said so buzz let's see if we can parse this for a second okay all right i'm with you mutiny and the bounty one of his all-time favorite okay we can accept that maybe he should be tweeting about something more important than one of his all-time favorite movies one of the movies that bombed at the box office i think it lost like six million dollars and was panned by critics but donald trump needed better and then he says A good old-fashioned mutiny every now Uh and then is an exciting and invigorating thing to watch. So if he's the (laughs) captain, why is he enjoying a mutiny? I I assume the mutineers are the governors? Is that how? Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. And he goes on to explain his threat, which is this is especially amusing when the mutineers need me to save them. I see. If there were any truth in that, then he might have something. But the federal government is doing little to nothing to save the state. So what he's threatening to cut off, he hasn't started in the first place. Yeah. Uh, and, and so it's an empty threat, an idle threat, but it is a threat and it's a concerning threat. Right. And so what I'm confused by, and uh-huh. this is very easy to get confused about because Donald Trump is the one doing it. But on one hand, he believes that the states should be doing all of this themselves. That's right. On the other hand, he believes he has total power over the states. Right. So which is it? Does he have Both. total power of the states or does he believe the states should be doing it because he has some sort of nugget of uh, states' rights theory in his head somewhere rattling around with all the brain worms? I mean, I don't, I don't get the dichotomy there. I mean, how, it's the, how does it's he square cre- those things? It's, he's, he's all about credit and blame. Yeah, okay. Uh, he's all about taking the credit and spreading the blame, and this is a way, this this allows him to do that. Yeah. If something goes wrong, it's the state's fault. If something <laughs> goes right or can be claimed to have gone right, yeah. then it's to his credit. Uh, and that's that's how he works. He, he uh, He's all about and has always been about since he was a kid praising himself and blaming others mm-hmm. the whether or not states are rewarded you know florida in the early days didn't need the equipment it certainly does and will now but uh he lavished uh, emergency equipment on florida because ron DeSantis kisses trump's ass almost daily i believe yeah. Yeah. they certainly talk daily for a while and DeSantis as recently as yesterday was publicly kissing trump's ass in a quote uh likewise other governors who've even come close to criticizing him, have been punished by getting paltry, if any, amounts of of equipment. Uh, He's all about uh, rewarding uh, those who praise him and punishing those who condemn him. And and so that's what all of this is about, is the reward 
reward and punish, uh, praise versus criticism, credit versus blame. That's what makes him tick. Well, and that's the latest move. I wrote about this in Salon today. One of his latest moves, obviously we saw him trying to blame China initially. China! China's always the the first scapegoat, even though he's best friends with President Xi and his big, beautiful chocolate cake. And the Trump Organization has all kinds of business. They have offices in Shanghai taking Chinese money to build this entire complex with Trump hotels and restaurants in Indonesia. I mean, Donald Trump is up to his orange fucking clown makeup in Chinese money, and yet he was trying to blame China for all of this because nothing matters. That changed, too. Actually, initially, he credited China, said they were being Mm. very cooperative, and they remember him saying Xi was very wise in how he was handling this. Uh, When That was because Trump was in the throes of delicate trade negotiations with China at the time, Mm. and he didn't want to squirrel that. His administration didn't want to squirrel that. So he said nice things about China. When he thought that... uh, a little salt would be more helpful than sugar in those negotiations. Uh, that's when he imposed the worthless uh, do-nothing travel ban that he's so proud of mm-hmm. at the end of January that allowed another 40,000 people through after he implemented it because of all the holes in it. So then at that point, it was okay to, to you know jab China a little bit. It became It went to blaming China when the evidence began to point to him. Uh, again, uh, he'll blame uh, Democrats, he'll blame Joe Biden, he'll blame the Chinese, he'll blame the governors. It's everybody's fault except his. That's right. It's like Homer Simpson saying, everybody's stupid except me. That's right. what Donald right. Trump has basically That's co-opted it. that idea. But then he moved on to blaming Fauci. He spent a little bit of time this past weekend floating the idea of firing Dr. Anthony Fauci, who dared to say, hey, you know what? If we had done something sooner, a lot of this would have been mitigated, but we didn't. Okay. And so Donald Trump heard that, obviously, because Donald Trump does nothing but watch TV all day and yell at his TV. So he hears this quote from Fauci, then starts floating. In fact, he retweeted something that said, fire Fauci, a hashtag fire Fauci, Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. was kind of uh, setting up a trial balloon, see if this would uh, actually float. And of course, no, that's failing too, because Fauci is the leading expert on pandemic. In I, the White House. I, I've heard people say countless times, oh, oh, he's going to fire Fauci this time. And I've never believed that he would. Yeah, no. Because I honestly believe that Trump believes that Fauci is as or more popular than he. Yeah. And I think I think he's afraid to fire Fauci. I think Fauci is untouchable in this situation. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of interesting. By the way, I was just a thought of this when you were talking about it a minute ago. Uh, you mentioned China and blaming China. There are all kinds of theories about how the virus got here from China. Yeah. I, th- I have a theory of my own. It's a little different than the other. I believe it came in on red baseball caps. <laughs> I just think <laughs> wouldn't be wouldn't be surprising at all if they were on the MAGA hats. Can you imagine something something in the dye soaks into the brain? I understand something in uh, Ivanka's shoes and purses that are made by Chinese oh, yeah. labor, right? That's right. And then after that, the one that's been ongoing has been. Uh-huh. 
okay, um, I'm going to frame the governors, going back to his absolute power, I'm going to frame the governors as the bad cops, as the mean parent who makes people stay grounded for too long and hurting the economy. So when the economy really starts to fall apart, when we really start to see beyond the Dow, beyond the people filing for unemployment benefits, when things start to go in that recession, the deep recession direction, Donald Trump's going to say, and there's no guarantee that it's going to do that. There's no guarantee that the economy is going to do that. But if it does, Donald Trump could say, well, I wanted to open the economy back up, but those mean governors said, no, we have to keep the economy closed. Everyone has to stay at home. So it's their fault. It's Governor Cuomo's fault. It's Governor Newsom's fault for screwing the economy, not Trump's fault. And that's the entire purpose of this. If you look at Donald Trump's actions on the coronavirus through the prism of re-election, everything makes sense. Everything that he's doing and saying makes perfect sense. If you look at what he's doing as being part of his campaign. When it comes to, say, for example, providing equipment, uh, Trump wants credit for that, even though the governors have done 99% of the work on this. Trump wants credit for it because uh, it's a benevolent appearing thing to do. And, and that appearance of benevolence is a, narciss- is a symptom of his narcissism. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he wants to be the provider, the giver. All good things flow from me is the impression he wants to lead. So yeah. That's part of it, too. But here again, it's about blame, whether it's China, the governors, uh, Obama, or whatever. It, 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 whatever the, the, the problem is, he finds someone else or multiple parties on which to blame it. And also, the thing about uh, how he keeps framing himself as a cheerleader for the country, he's not cheerleading the country. He's cheerleading the Trump campaign. Again, yeah, this, oh, is, yeah, yeah. this is the prism that Donald Trump sees everything through because, right. because he knows if he loses, and there's a really good shot of him losing right now, don't get happy. The thing is, if he loses, as I said before, he will be indicted. And no one I, knows that better than he does. I did not watch the Monday meltdown, but I, I know everything I know everything there is to know about it. And I did watch that uh, propaganda campaign video, the disinformation propaganda yeah. campaign video that he played yesterday. And if anything, if anything angers me or nags at me about that Monday meltdown show, it is that this was he was using network television news coverage time to play a campaign video. Yeah. He he waited he waited for a deadly pandemic to give him the captive audience he desired to play his campaign video. Mm-hmm. It can't it, that bell cannot be unrung and it's the sourest bell ever rung. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a tantrum. It's a it's a tantrum that yes. you would see from King Joffrey on Game of Thrones. It yeah. is Donald Trump going, ah, wait, 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 wait. Don't look at those guys and don't believe Fauci. Look at me, look at me. I'm right, I'm right, and you're all being unfair. And it's just like I, he's I just taking a dump on the country is what he's doing. I, I, I refuse to watch the briefings. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a waste of time. My time is better spent reading and writing about uh, what's actually going on, yeah. as opposed to that. And uh, believe me, I get I, I get a blow by blow account of just about everything that happened <laughs> yeah. uh, once it's over. Yeah. And so you know, it isn't necessary to put myself through that. I will be interested to hear how today's show goes. Well, Trump had been. 
Trump laid low for two days. He made no appearances on Saturday and Sunday as, as he had the previous weekend. So he was very quiet over the weekend, except on Twitter when he went nuts on Sunday. Uh, and then uh, Monday exploded on, on live television. Uh, and I'll be interested. What happens today? What? How? How do you top yesterday's show? Yeah. How do you follow yesterday's show? Uh, you know that I can't wait to see how that turns out. Even though I won't be watching. Uh, for the way I see it at this point, Buzz, I, I think he's going to get a lot more questions about, quote unquote, total authority. So we're going to hear him elaborate about that a little bit more. He kept saying yesterday that he was going to issue a paper about all of this. Yes, I, I yeah, guess the Office yeah. of Legal Counsel is going to write up uh, some sort of justification for why Donald Trump gets plenary powers during a, uh, a global pandemic. Because as you he, know, global pandemics yeah. factor heavily in the Constitution. <laughs> which is uh, just absolutely not from- the case. I mean, you know, there is one part of the Constitution that gives absolute powers to the presidency uh-huh. in the cases of rebellion, which is why Abraham Lincoln was able to suspend habeas in Maryland during the Civil War and do things that uh, at the time, even during a re- rebellion, right. were yes, seen yes. as overreaching beyond his authority. And he was uh, he was criticized heavily for that, even by the Supreme Court. Donald Trump thinks he's got the same power, but during a pandemic, even though he absolutely does not have that power. My concern is because of the stacking of the federal courts, because the way the Supreme Court looks right now, that he could very easily get some sort of backstopping from some judge or group of judges in the case of where the Supreme Court may come into uh, play here. Because Governor Cuomo has already said uh, during his press conference today that he's going to sue if Trump tries to force New York to reopen yes. too soon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so we could see this going into the courts. Remember, Donald Trump loves to abuse the court oh. system. He loves to yeah. sue. He loves to drive people into bankruptcy, but with legal fees and things like that. I, I, I'm so you've you've triggered my memory about something. You you said the word courts, and I have yeah. to I have to talk about this. Okay, for the, the 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 United States Supreme Court has now decided to hear arguments in a number of important cases, including the cases against Donald Trump, and they're going to listen to them in May. They're yeah. going to do this by teleconference. Yeah. So we're we're a couple of weeks or so away from uh, hearings before the Supreme Court and testimony about these cases against Donald Trump, including his taxes. Well, here's the exciting part. Not only will this be teleconferenced among the justices, but for the first time in history, this video will be made available to the public. Ah, that's so, great! I love it. Since we're since we're all going to be home uh, in the month of May anyway, uh, you know, set aside some time for some Supreme Court viewing because <laughs> this is a, a never happened before, once in a lifetime sort of thing that we we'd love to stick around. The court's always resisted yep. uh, having cameras in its courtroom, but it has no choice but to use them to communicate with each other now and somebody somewhere along the line said what the hey, let's slap it up on the internet. So <laughs> they they apparently they're going to do that and, and I just this is astounding jaw-dropping news. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I I can't emphasize enough how 
how big a story that is. Yep, absolutely. Well, you know what? I want to pay tribute to uh, one of your colleagues, Buzz, Paula Reed from CBS. Oh, uh, yeah. Who was just absolutely fantastic yesterday. And we do a lot of criticizing of the press. I know liberals like to to attack. Everyone loves to attack the referees. Uh, But when they do something right, I think it's important to underscore and, and highlight when they do something right. And Paula Reed really hammered Donald Trump yesterday. I want to get into that and a lot more right after these words. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska. All of the streets aligned with mourners. Waiting for a parade that never comes All of us are backed into the corner Looking for a little patch of sun now, This is the great Matt Jaffe uh, song called uh, Raise, Raise the Dead from uh, The Spirit Catches You. The he, uh, I heard it. I heard you play it the other day. I love this song. It's wonderful. What a wonderful song. It's uh, actually got a sad kind of serious uh, yes. background to it. It's actually written dedicated to uh, the victims of the Pulse nightclub shooting. Right. So this was written right after that. And so uh, we're really lucky to be able to play this music here in the show. Thank you, Matt. Just a wonderful song. Sure is. Okay, getting back into things here on uh, today's show. Let's see. So... Paula Reed really knocked it out of the park yesterday. She wasn't taking yeah. any guff from Donald Trump. And- she became. I, I, let me just say this, I, and yeah. I hope this comes off okay. Uh, she became extremely attractive to me yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Let, let me just say, you know, and, and she hadn't really caught my eye before, yeah. uh, but but uh, <laughs> yesterday, and 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 listen to this. You were just talking about uh, uh, CNN's. Collins, I forgot her first name here for a second. Yeah, uh, the the Caitlin Collins, Caitlin from Collins, CNN. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and uh, Paula Reed. How great is it to see uh, these women journalists standing up and uh, standing up to Trump and and uh, drawing a line with him? And mm-hmm. and I think we may see it more. Yeah. Uh, but but how great is that to see that? I just I I think it's a an important uh, historical wonderful thing. The context is important too in terms of how this all went down yesterday because after Donald Trump was done playing his propaganda video, I think the uh, press right. press corps who was in attendance 
just, they just decided, hey, you know what? Fuck it. This guy's not taking things seriously. We're going right. to we're gonna nail him on all of this shit. Right. And so right. he began his remarks, and they just started interrupting him with questions. It was, we're right. going to even wait for him to say, okay, I'm going to take your questions now. They didn't right. wait for that. They just started to hammer him question after question after question, and he kept taking the bait. That's the great thing about Donald <laughs> Trump. You know that if you interrupt him with a question... He's yes, gonna he's yeah. gonna take that bait and he's gonna suck it down like he sucks down trans fats. It's an amazing thing to look at. So yesterday, Paula Reed started hammering him with a series of questions, and th- I'm gonna play this clip. And this okay. is a, this isn't Tiny Trump. I'll warn you now. But the the thing to focus on is Pamela Reed herself as she is hammering Trump with question after question after question, not taking any shit from this pumpkin-headed rat bastard. Here we go. This is Paula Reed yesterday during right. the most harrowing Trump show in the history of harrowing Trump shows. Or is this rant supposed to make people I just went over in an unprecedented crisis? Nobody thought we should do it. And when I did it... But what did you do with the time that you bought? You know the we month did? of February. That, you that know we did? Yeah. What do you do? What do you do when you have no case in the whole United States? You had cases. When in you, you excuse me, you reported it. Zero cases, zero deaths on January seventeenth. January, February, the entire January. I said in January. Your video has a complete gap. On January thirty. What did your administration do in February for the time that your travel ban bought? A lot. A lot. And in fact, we'll give you a A list. What we did, in fact, part of it was up there. We did a lot. Look, look. You know you're a fake. You know that. Your whole network, the way you cover it, is fake. And most of you... I'll just stop right there. By the Uh way, I I imagine even the Red Hats are tired of him saying, you know what? You fake. You fake news. You don't think no, if I, may, if I may interject, I fell down a rabbit hole this morning I, I'd never <laughs> fall down into. Sorry. And it was it was a thread of Trump supporters. I never see this stuff. It just, yeah. uh, uh, maybe it has to do with who I've blocked or who I don't attract or whatever, but I don't see a lot of Trump support in my Twitter feed. Uh, but, I, but I went down a rabbit hole reading somebody's thread and uh, Trump supporter after Trump supporter after Trump supporter felt that he really flamed the media yesterday, that he really got them good, that oh. he really nailed them with that video. And uh, believer after believer after believer after believer, it was uh, sickening. Yeah. Uh, and, and like I said, it's a rabbit hole. I It's, a, it's a, a, an alleyway I don't normally see uh, or venture down. And uh, man, was it dark and, and spooky. Yeah. But, but yeah, and, and what he's about to say, I, I think, is equally... Uh, worth talking about. Yeah, I described in my Salon article today, I described Donald Trump's strategy as far as his red hats go as Jim Jones for dummies. That's exactly yeah. the... Oh, they're, they're eating <laughs> it up. Keeping them again, again, not one mind has been changed by this, no. nor will it be. That's, That's right. why it, it totally gets down to turning out the vote. All right, let's get back to Paula Reed from yeah. CBS hammering Trump yeah. yesterday. Not all of you. But the people are wise to you. That's why you have a lower a lower <laughs> approval rating than you've ever had before, times probably three. Desperate. When you ask me that question, let me ask you this. Why didn't Biden, why didn't, why did Biden apologize? Why did he write a letter of apology? No, that's very important. Why did the Democrats think that I acted too quickly? You know why? Because they really thought that I acted too quickly. We have done a great job. Now, I could have, I could have kept it open. And I could have done what some countries are doing. They're getting beat up pretty badly. 
I could have kept it open. I thought of keeping it open because nobody's ever heard of closing down a country, let alone the United States of yeah. America. But if I would have done that, we would have had hundreds of thousands of people that would right now be dead. We've done this right, and we, we really, we really have done this right. The problem is the press doesn't cover that's it the, the way it should be. Go ahead. One more. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. That's why, that's why people are dead. It's the press coverage. <laughs> if we had better press coverage, more people would be alive. That's right. It can't be because Good Donald God. Trump did the least he could do without doing nothing. That's the Chinese travel ban, I, which was just the biggest I, fucking... I mean, you talk about hoaxes and fake news. Donald Trump's travel ban from China is ridiculous. 40,000 people entered yes, this country from after. China after, after the travel ban was in place. And most right. of the cases were coming in from Europe anyway. And, and public health officials were against uh, travel bans of any kind because it can slow down the shipment of supplies and experts yes. into the United States to combat the... Eh, never mind. You played more of that than I wanted you to. <laughs> or that I, wanted, that I wanted to hear. But I'm glad you played this part. I'm going to go back to this quote. Yeah. That's why you have a lower... He's talking to Paula Reed. That's why you have a lower approval rating than probably you've ever had before. Four times three. Uh, okay, so I think we should probably point out that that uh, the TV network ratings, even at CBS, are higher than they've been in decades. Yep, that's right. Uh, so uh, again, he's lying. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've watched a lot of Donald Trump doing these things. That was Donald Trump scraping the bottom of the barrel. And again, right. I know, I get it. His red hats eat it up. They suck it down like Coca Cola, as Kramer yep. says. The, the thing is, though, they will suck down whatever he delivers to them, whatever right. he regurgitates Always. into their mouths like little teeny mm -hmm. tiny baby birds. That's how cult members behave. It doesn't matter right. what the cult leader says. Once they've in, been indoctrinated, once the, the followers have been brainwashed into the cult, he could get up there and start speaking in tongues and they'd all go, so, yes. so oh, presidential. They, many, so many of them. Many of them from Arkansas prefer that. So <laughs> Exactly right. Oh, my God. I can't believe we're already at the end of the show. I, I Wait, just, no, it's I impossible. Ju I just are noticed the time. What the hell? Are you, are you counting or not counting the technical breakdown? <laughs> not, not counting that. That keeps happening, and I, I, I try desperately to not subject anyone to the, uh, the actual breakdown of, yes. our, of our ISDN system yeah. here. You... You know, I know you enjoy it. I know people enjoy it when we swear. This is swearing you don't want to hear. No, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> for some reason, the, the ISDN thing that we use for the show keeps disconnecting, and it's done it twice during today's show. I've edited around it. Uh, one time it happened during a song, so thank God uh -huh. for the music. Another reason that we have the music here on the show. Uh, but it's it's really difficult to keep up the uh, keep up the flow of uh, I, train of thought. I, or, or our satellite, as the case may be. Uh, by, <laughs> yeah. by, by the way, I have a good radio story about that, but you have to be a Patreon subscriber to get oh, the uh, post-mortem show. Okay, all right. That's coming up on our post-mortem show on our Patreon page, bobzeskashow.com. Just $5 a month gets you two post-mortem shows a week. We just keep on talking once this music is done playing. That's the post-mortem show. Plus the, uh, oh yeah, that's it. That's it. That's all you get for the $5 a month. If you sign up for $10 a month, you get the post-mortem show and the after party. So that's also a, a bit of a bonus and we had a great 
great after party on Friday. You definitely want to listen to that. Kimberly talking about her imaginary friends, lots of outrage, lots of fun. Uh, we talked about TV, too, TV finales and so on. Uh, you want to sign up for that. Again, bobseskashow.com, and uh, $10 a month will get you in. Okay, buzzburbank.com, realmnetwork.com is where you'll find Buzz Burbank news and comment every Thursday. Get it everywhere you get your podcasts. It is the best hour of news you're going to hear all week. So it, thorough, it, all it, all nine hours of it. It it has the most words. It has the best words. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's Thank see you. what else. Sexy Liberal Podcast Network, sexyliberal.com. Yeah. Make sure to support all your sexy liberal programs with five-star ratings and reviews. Hey, how about a five-star yeah. rating and review for Buzz Burbank News and Comment, too? Throw that in there as well. And, uh, and of you. course, this here Teeny Tiny Little Show. All of them. All yeah. of them, please. All the shows. All the shows. Okay, that's it. We'll see you on the Postmortem Show, folks. Bye-bye. Obama!